Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. This is part two of Women in Leadership. If you missed part one, go back and get caught up. We are taking the time to get God's perspective on women and make it ours. I said the statement earlier, women represent Holy Spirit to the world. So if women are being stifled, oppressed, held back, restricted in the church, then so is Holy Spirit. In the American church, not all, but in general, we're good with God the Father, God the Son, but then we say the words God the Holy Spirit, but have no idea who he is and we don't really connect with him. Do you see the correlation? Women are oppressed, restricted, and are here to bring that part of the Godhead to the church and the world. Then Holy Spirit is oppressed, restricted, etc. A good portion of our church bodies are still like this. The Father, oh yeah, I get that. The Son, Jesus, yeah, he died on the cross. Holy Spirit, hmm, that's the Pentecostal church, right? (laughs) We need to get good teaching in our churches on Holy Spirit and create an environment that's conducive to encountering him and experiencing him. Again, some places do this well, but if we don't think that there's a problem, then we won't try to fix it. It's that if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality. Well, I'm here to say it's broke, so let's fix it. I could say a million more things on this, but we need to move on. So what I know is that if we're going to be in agreement with Jesus, women need to step into their place, representing the kingdom in all areas of society, and that includes the church. In some ways, the world is far more welcoming and making things equal and creating opportunities than the church is. That's totally backwards. The world should be looking at the church for how to handle things. We have creative strategies to fix things. We have access to the mind of Christ. So we need to use it to help our businesses, our schools, cities, and the world around us. So how did we get, how did this get so far out of line? I don't know, but let's be part of the solution. Let's fix it together side by side as it was meant to be. In Matthew eleven twelve, it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men and women take it by force. Some versions say people take it by force, and some just say men. So I add, and women, to make it Jesus compliant. I'm not changing scripture. I'm just choosing the best version in this case. Women can do things men can do, but we often do it differently, and that's on purpose. That's so that we can reflect the Godhead more fully and not ignore one part of him. Let's talk about church numbers and demographics for a minute. If you went up to some Christians and said, hey, when was the last message given by a woman at your church? They would say, oh yeah, that would be, oh, never. But one time the children's pastor got up and gave an update on like how a children's ministry was going and asked for volunteers. Does that count? Uh, No, I would say that's an announcement. That's not really a woman giving a message. It's awesome. It's a great announcement, but that's not what we're talking about here. So do we see how backwards this is? We have to make room for women leaders in the church. Let's just use a hypothetical. Let's say one out of 10 messages at your church was given by a woman or or worse, one out of 100 or even none, like the case we just talked about. Come on, this is real for some of us. It's an injustice. It's a tragedy. It's totally absurd, but it's our reality. Chris Vallotton from Bethel says, if you don't like women preachers, don't learn. That's true. I mean, that's a good statement. Earlier, I talked about men 
are generally better at some things and women generally better at other things. So women, yes, they tend to be better nurturers. So it makes sense that there are typically more women in children's ministry and men are protectors. So you might find them on um, the safety team or usher team. It's generally their bend. You know, there's always exceptions, but it's the general bend. I know some great, amazing female usher leads and amazing men children's ministry workers. I love it. That's great. That said, preaching and teaching, being on an elder board, overseer board, making decisions, that is not gender specific. It's just not. Men and women can preach and teach and make decisions for the body of Christ, and they can do it well. I'm just shocked at the amount of elder and overseer boards that are male only. Like It totally blows my mind, especially when you consider the church numbers. I went over like a lot of statistics in preparation for this, and I didn't even really need to because we all know in general there are more women in churches than men. You can just look across any congregation on a weekend service and see that. And then, of course, you know, there's children. In general, churches consist of mostly women, then men, then children. So we've already established that women are good at nurturing children. Of course, many women work full-time and some men stay home. That's great. But we at least agree that women are good at raising children and making decisions for them and themselves. So we have a lot of women, less men, and children, purely numbers-wise. But we have all men, elder, and overseer boards making decisions, and very little women preaching. What? This should be like, yeah, what? Something's wrong. It's wrong, okay? And it's totally not Jesus compliant. What I'm not saying here is just throw whoever on the board because they're a woman, but instead seek the Lord on how to get this corrected. Start moving in the right direction. Women have a unique God-given perspective How many know men and women don't think alike, right? Come on. And that's on purpose so that we have a well-rounded ministry, our family, our business. We need to have the opportunity to speak, not just behind closed doors with flannel graphs, if you remember those. I don't know if you have noticed, but we are not doing that anymore. Flannel graphs have seen their day and it's over. And women behind the scenes not voicing their opinion or maybe whispering it to their husband so that their husband can go and voice it at the board meeting, that should be over too. God was never doing that and we shouldn't have been either. If you're hearing this and you're thinking for the first time, you're realizing, oh no, that's the way it is at my church. Hey, there is no condemnation in Christ. So do not up and leave your church body. You know, on the contrary, this is good that you're receiving this revelation because you can be a part of the solution. That's awesome. Maybe you need to speak up and be a part of the change at your church. So we can get this balanced and reflecting God's heart for his daughters. We need to do that. But not even just his daughters, for his sons as well, because women haven't been in their place that God intended for them to be. So men have suffered too by not getting the part of the Godhead reflected to them. They're missing something. It's not good for man to be alone. Not just this issue, but when every believer doesn't step into their kingdom destiny. We are all, the entire body of Christ and the world for that matter, missing out. It's God's will that we be unified. John 17 verses 22 and 23, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. This is a part of being one helping every woman and man take their place in the kingdom. 
So I might catch some flack for this podcast. I don't care. <laughs> it's a good thing if we can get people talking about this. We can't just keep sweeping it under the rug. We have to address it here in Southwest Michigan and where you are in your business, in your church, etc. And if this ruffles your feathers, good. You know, Jesus himself said, do not suppose that I came to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. That's Matthew 10, 34. He's a table flipper and we are made in his image. So if something's wrong, if something isn't right, do something about it. You're here to fix it. There's a bitmoji. I love using that as much as I can where it's just, you know, flipping the tables. And I just, I think it's awesome because that's what Jesus did. And we're called to follow Jesus. So when the Lord began to shine light on this subject a number of years ago for me, I began to realize just how off this was. And I was so upset, even with myself, because I actually, in some warped way, thought it was okay. I was raised that way. And every church I had been to was that way. There was a lady secretary in the church office and a male senior pastor. And that's the way it was. If that makes you sad, you know, if you're feeling that statement, if it brings tears to your eyes, it should. And it brought tears to my eyes, too, as I was preparing for this. I'm like, yeah, that's, that was the reality, and, and that's just not right. But it also brings tears to Jesus' eyes. I was recently in a worship situation at a home in a small group with women, and I just heard the Lord say, if you only knew my heart for you, it's his heart to fix this. Jesus is like that other bitmoji. <laughs> I can't even. So it's the one where the person is laying down on the ground and completely distraught, and then above them is the caption, I can't even. I feel like that's what he thinks about this. Like, I can't even. Can't believe it's like this, and he wants to change it, and I can't believe it's like this either, and I want to change it. So let's do that together. In my research, I found that 93% of senior pastors in America are men, and that's according to an evangelical poster, George Barna. Now, granted, not every study is 100% accurate, you know, but that's so high, 93%. Come on, even if it was 73%, that's still far off. Even, even leaving room for error in that study, we're still not in a good spot. And, you know, I love the male pastors in my history. Like, they've done a great job, and I'm not saying that they haven't, but I'm saying that we need to get this more balanced because we're missing something in the kingdom. I want to speak to church leaders for just a moment. And by the way, you're all leaders in some sphere, so own your sphere of influence. Recognize that you are leading other people. They are watching you, and you are an influence. But as church leaders, we are here to recognize the giftings and callings of our people and equip them to do it. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That means men and women. Call them out and call them up. If that means calling a woman up on stage to release a message, then do it. Let's talk for just a minute about gender confusion. That is an issue that is growing in our world. And I felt like God showed me a scenario that relates to this topic. So think about this. A woman who felt like she should be on stage or running things in charge of something, maybe making decisions, leading and not allowed to, but instead told no. Now, part of the problem is they don't come out and say it's because you're a woman. They have some other way to rationalize it or sugarcoat it, so it sounds okay. All the while, it's simply that you can't. You're a woman. So Satan drops the thought in her head, well, maybe I'm a man. Enter gender confusion. 
She was never championed as a woman, never equipped properly. She had this gifting to lead in her soul, but it can't get fulfilled as a woman. So she's exploring other ways of making this happen. I just felt like the Lord showing me that this is a scenario that has happened to some people and it breeds confusion. Without a safe place to be equipped and step into our kingdom destiny, it leaves an open door for the enemy to start whispering his lies. We have not done a good job as the body of Christ helping people step into their kingdom destiny. So they're looking for alternatives. You know, if a man is called to children's ministry, we see that gifting and we're not afraid of it. That's the attitude that we need to have. We can help you do it. And women, we see your gifting to preach and we will help you do it. And if it means we need to change our structure, our programming to make it Jesus compliant, then we will. This is supposed to be about him not our structure. It's supposed to be about Jesus's structure. So we're awfully quick to talk about making things politically correct, right? (laughs) But are we concerned about making things Jesus correct? Because women in leadership, that is Jesus correct. He started the first women's liberation movement. I mean, he talked to the Samaritan woman at the well. He defended the woman caught in adultery. He went against all that the culture was saying against women and he let a prostitute sit at his feet. In John 11, Martha calls Jesus the teacher. It was illegal for him to teach them as women, but he did. He's breaking the law. Mary and Martha called him teacher. We know the story where Martha was making food and Mary sits at the teacher's feet. In Luke 10:42, this says, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Now, Martha is actually in the kitchen making food, taking care of things. She's actually the politically correct one. She's doing what others have told her to do. Where did that get her? In some ways, we do the same. We need to break the status quo and start living from our place, seated in heavenly places. So I can relate to Martha. I feel bad for her. I'm like Mary in so many ways, but at the same time, I feel like the more kids you have, you become more like Martha. (laughs) When we go to take a trip or even just go to the beach for the day, like I want to make sure everybody has what they need, food, sunscreen, everybody's got their own earbuds. And I feel like your kids are just like Mary, like they don't care. They're just like, I'll just use my mom's stuff, you know? They're like, yay, this is so much fun until they don't have the flip-flops that they need because they weren't listening when you said, pack your extra flip-flops. Anyway, Mary did choose what was better. I just feel for Martha. So, hey, we've gone over some great scripture today. We are really stepping into what it looks like to get God's perspective on women and make it ours. I want to close with an activation. Go ahead and close your eyes if you can, and we're just going to ask Holy Spirit a question. We're going to wait for his response. We're going to sense that either through an image in our mind or maybe God will just give you a thought, but he does speak, so... We're going to ask, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me about women in leadership? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me about women in leadership? So whatever you received from Holy Spirit, I trust that it will be valuable and revelatory in helping you get God's perspective on women. Join me next time for part three of Women in Leadership on Holy Spirit Feed.